Hey, it's Chris here, and I've got a quick favour to ask you. If you've not reviewed Youpreneur FM on iTunes yet, can I point you in the right direction to do so? You see, reviews and ratings on iTunes are among the most important metrics for a podcast to rank well, something obviously that every podcaster is striving for, myself included. And as you can probably appreciate, it takes a lot of work to produce this show each week, and it would mean the world to me personally, if you were to just take the one minute needed to leave a quick review, which you can do so by simply visiting chrisducker.com forward slash iTunes. Thank you so much for doing so. And on with this week's episode. This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community. A place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, now. here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello there and welcome to episode number 302 of the Youpreneur FM podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. As always, I very, very much appreciate it. And wow, have you guys been like just hammering me on Twitter and Instagram and whatnot lately, talking about our episode number 300, where we had a whole host of personal brand entrepreneurs from all around the world uh, sort of sharing their number one tips to becoming successful in your field. Um, if you haven't already checked out episode 300, please make sure you go back and do so because it's a real kind of hot pot of every just incredible entrepreneur that I know that's built powerful personal brands and businesses, very profitable businesses around those personal brands as well. It's incredible. So make sure you go check it out. Okay. All right. So today we're actually doing something a little bit different. As you know, this year's Youpreneur Summit is just a few short months away in November, taking place in London, November 3 through to November 5. And last year, I was very, very blessed to have two of my best friends on the planet both open the event and close the event, uh, respectively. John Lee Dumas opening and Pat Flynn uh, closing. So what I've decided to do here in August, and it's my birthday month, so I'm sort of in celebration mode as well. We're going to start the month off with John Lee Dumas's opening keynote from the Youpreneur Summit. So this is the complete audio ripped. You'll hear the crowd laughing and clapping and all that sort of stuff as well. But he just dropped such an incredible, incredible session on building a funnel lead to a million dollar business and even way beyond that. I know you're going to love this solo session, for want of a better term, with John, like I said, recorded live at last year's Youpreneur Summit as our opening keynote speaker. Probably one of my favorite sessions of the entire event, quite frankly, and I know you're going to enjoy it. Get your notebooks ready for this, guys, because you are going to need it. Trust me, John holds nothing back and lays it all on the line in terms of how he has built his multi-million dollar business and you can do likewise. If you want to be at this year's Youpreneur Summit, you can head over to youpreneursummit.com to grab your ticket right now. There are still some available. We would love to host you uh, in London this year. It's going to be an incredible event and I'm just so excited to be putting it on again. It's going to be incredible. So opening up the month of August, John Lee Dumas, we're going to close it down later on in the month with the closing keynote from Pat Flynn from last year's event. But here's my man, JLD, preparing to ignite 
all over you guys. I'll talk to you soon. That leads me on to introducing to you our first keynote speaker of the event. Does anybody know who this guy is? Really? I didn't know that'd be so. <laughs> John Lee Dumas is a man that defies pretty much everything when it comes to being a bloody stud. Okay? John and I became friends about six years ago in Las Vegas. A lot of friendships have been made in Las Vegas. Some of them stay in Las Vegas. But John and I have definitely not left that initial meeting in Vegas. In fact, actually, we've become very, very close friends. He has spoken at two of my annual Tropical Think Tank events. He has always got a ridiculous standing ovation and always brought the heat whenever he's been on one of my stages. He's not only a very, very good friend, but he's also one of the most successful podcasters and online entrepreneurs, or, as I like to call everybody, youpreneurs, that are going to be on this stage over the weekend, that is basically around today. He does it right, he does it with integrity, he does it for the long game, and he does it with, well, a certain amount of flair. Are you guys, uh, are you prepared to ignite? <laughs> Everybody put your hands together, get up off your chairs, and give it up for John Lee Dumas to the Youpreneur stage. Good morning, London. What's happening? Yeah. My first time ever in this city, believe it or not. And what better way for me to experience a city than with 440, no, 347 incredible entrepreneurs from around the world? I mean, it's an exciting time that we live in right now, and I am fired up to be taking in this city, taking in this conference, and we have some incredible speakers that are going to be delivering top-notch value for you today. Can I get a show of hands real quick? Who was at the networking event last night? Can I see that? Looks like about half the room, at least, and that was an incredible networking event, just a great way to kick off this incredible Youpreneur Summit. I got to meet a lot of great people, again, from all over the world, Germany, England, of course, the States, all over the place. And whenever I meet somebody for the first time, I kind of like to shake things up a little bit and ask a very specific question, which is, what is your defining moment in life thus far? Now, that question sometimes takes people back a little bit because it's a pretty deep question for, you know, a networking event, for when you're having a couple of drinks, et cetera. But I think it's an important question because the responses that you get to that question really go deep and get you to the core of why that person is where they are today. And every single person in this room today has had a defining moment. And that's why you're here today. That's why you've invested in yourself time, money, energy to be here today because you've had a defining moment in life. You've decided that you're not going to stick your head in the sands and just let life pass you by until it's too late. You've decided to take a stand. You've had a defining moment. A couple days ago, as I was exploring this amazing city, I went to the Winston Churchill War Room Museum. Now, if anybody hasn't been to the Winston Churchill War Room Museum, 
I highly recommend it. It's absolutely incredible on every level. You're literally walking the halls in the bunker of where Churchill and the leaders of Britain fought against Hitler and led the war efforts against Germany and the other Axis powers. And the the sacrifice that, that happens in that bunker with the men and the women that brought freedom to us is absolutely astounding on so many different levels. And it just makes me so prideful of that sacrifice. And it's why we're all here today. And it's why we have the freedom that we have here today. So I think, you know, today on Armistice Day, it's a great time to remember those and, and really be appreciative of the sacrifice that they've given. And again, walking through that hallway, it brought me back to my defining moment, which I'm going to share with you pretty briefly here. My defining moment came about 60 years after World War II, but it was in a war of my own. It was the Iraq War. I was a 23-year-old second lieutenant in the U.S. Army, serving a 13-month tour of duty in Fallujah, Iraq. I was in charge of 16 men, four tanks, and it was my mission to, number one, defeat the enemy, and number two, bring home my 16 soldiers to their loved ones. Mission number one, accomplished. Defeated the enemy in a couple weeks, made that happen. Mission number two, I failed. Four of my soldiers paid the ultimate sacrifice. They never made it home. And as the second lieutenant, as the man who was in charge of bringing bringing them home to their loved ones, I'll carry that responsibility to my grave. And in front of all four of their caskets, I made the pledge that I was going to refuse to live a life that was less than I was capable of living, to honor them, because they were not going to have the opportunity because of their ultimate sacrifice to live a life that they wanted to live. I was going to not dishonor them by putting my head in the sands and letting life pass me by. That was my defining moment. Now, the next 10 years were not easy for me. I didn't immediately find success from that defining moment. I struggled through my mid to late 20s into my early 30s. I tried law school. I dropped that after one semester, which really devastated my father, who was a lifelong lawyer. I quit. I walked out of my corporate finance job, a very cushy corporate finance job, during the 2008 recession. Everybody said I was stupid. But I knew that it wasn't the reason I was put here on the earth to sell variable annuities to other financial advisors. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And then in 2011, I walked out of a partnership track in commercial real estate, and I decided to launch a podcast. And that podcast now has been released over 1,800 times. It's been downloaded over 55 million times. It's produced over $12 million in revenue, and it continues to inspire thousands of people around the world every single day to find their defining moments. So that was my defining moment in life, and I challenge each and every one of you to find your defining moment and to share it with other people that are at this conference right now. Have that conversation, because I know without a doubt that you are going to build up a connection with that person to the the level you wouldn't have otherwise, 
because it is incredibly important for us to realize why we're doing this and what your defining moment is. So when you face those hard decisions that I faced already $20,000 into law school, sitting in a corner office overlooking Boston at a cushy job when, when the world is falling around to my left and to my right, walking out of a great partnership track in commercial real estate, all of those decisions were made because I went back to my defining moment and I said, this is not the path I'm supposed to be on. And I didn't know the path necessarily I was going to end up on, but I had the courage because of that defining moment. So here we are at Youpreneur Summit. Now, I'm a big fan of inspiring, of motivating. And you're going to have a lot of great speakers that are going to be doing just this for the entire conference. But what I'm going to do from this moment forward is share with you a system, a process, step by step, of how today my business earns multi-millions of dollars a year. And this process I'm about to share with you, it took me five years to develop this. And I'm gonna be sharing the entire process with you today. If I had this process back in 2012 when I launched my podcast, I'd have generated 50, 75 million dollars easy, but it took me a lot of lessons to be learned along the way before I developed a system that I have here that I want to share with each and every one of you. And this is called the fire funnel. Now, this is a very unique funnel. I'm sure a lot of you in the room have heard of the word funnel because it's incredibly important for you and your business, no matter what you're doing, to have a funnel. But what I'm going to show you today is a new system that I've honestly saw nowhere and I honestly believe is the reason why people fail in their funnels over and over and over again. Everybody knows how a funnel works. Starts at the top, you funnel down, and then you make the sale of a product, of a service, of a community, whatever that might be. That's your funnel process. But then people create these funnels and they wonder, why is this not working? Why is my funnel not generating the kind of revenue that I need to make to keep my business going so that I can keep inspiring others and keep changing the world and keep doing what I want to do? Why does it not work? It's because you're just starting at the top of the funnel and you're funneling down. I want to show you the process today that I utilize to first funnel up the right way, the proper way, so that you can then funnel down. Because if you don't correctly funnel up, I don't care how perfect your funnel is, it's not going to work. Let's talk about the definition of funnel. Defining the word funnel is a very challenging thing to take on. There's a lot of different and correct ways to define the word funnel. My definition is that a funnel is the journey that your avatar takes from the moment that they experience your brand for the very first time all the way through to when they become a customer, a client, or an evangelist. So one more time. A funnel is the journey that your avatar takes from the moment they experience your brand for the very first time until they become a client, a customer, or an evangelist. And I want to touch on that word evangelist because a lot of you might be like, well, what does he mean by evangelist? Not everybody is going to become a customer. Not everybody that experiences your brand is going to become a client. 
but recognize that a lot of them will become evangelists, and they're going to tell their family, their friends, their loved ones, their peers, the things that you want them to hear about your brands. So definitely keep that in mind. So this is the beginning of the funnel up process. Definitely happy for you guys to take copious notes along this, but do know that you're going to get all of these slides at the end of this conference as well, so you don't have to go into overdrive with that. But let's talk about the funnel up process. Number one is the idea. Now, everybody in this room has an idea. Maybe you have two. Maybe you have five. But the first part of your funnel, when you're funneling up, is you need the idea. Not a idea or an idea. You need the idea. You walk out every day into the streets of London, you're going to see problems that are everywhere. You're going to see things that need to be solved. And guess what? You might say, wow, I could create a solution for that. I, I, there's problems that I know that I can fix right now. Think hard about that. This is your time. This is your energy. This is your, your bandwidth. Not every problem should be solved by you. Just because it can be doesn't mean it should be. You want the right problem that you can solve. That's the idea. So what's next after the idea? It's the niche. So many people go one mile wide and just one inch deep with all these little ideas. And they wonder, why? Why am I not getting any traction? Why am I not getting any response? It's because you're like a person screaming into the wind. Nobody's going to hear you. You're making little indents in all these different areas because you want to you know, use a shotgun instead of a sniper rifle. It's not going to work. There's too much noise out there. You need to niche down. You need to niche. You need to go one inch wide and one mile deep. That's how you're going to win. Quick random example, don't be the person that's going to help businesses in London with social media. Be the person that's going to help female dentists in Soho get one new client a week through Facebook ads. Be that person, because guess what? You'll win. You'll win that fight. And that's not where you stay. That's where you start. That's where your initial momentum starts. The hardest thing you guys are going to find, period, in life, getting that initial momentum. Getting that initial momentum is so flipping hard. It's like pushing a boulder off the top of a hill. But once you get that first initial momentum and you push that boulder, then things start to happen and they start to go. And then you can almost at some point just be like, wow, look at that thing go. That's the initial momentum. You'll get there with your niche, and then you can expand out. You can broaden out. Then you can become Mr. or Mrs. Social Media for London if you want, but only after you've niched, you've proven yourself, you have testimonials, you get that initial momentum. Get that initial momentum. The avatar. I define your avatar as the perfect customer, client, listener for your podcast, reader of your blog, that's your avatar. You need to now at this stage define your avatar. You need to know with 100% certainty who is your perfect client in every way, shape, and form. Again, it's Sarah. She's 43 years old. She has a husband and one child. She made $250,000 last year. She wants to make $400,000. And if she can get one more client per week, she will. 
you can make that happen for her. And you know where to find her. Because you're not looking for every dentist in England or whatever it might be. You're looking for a female dentist in her 40s with a child that has a business that wants to grow. You know how to find her now. You can target and spend your time and money wisely. Now it's your medium of choice. Your medium of choice. For me, it was podcasting. For you, it might be blogging. Maybe it's video, vlogging. Maybe it's doing Facebook Lives. Maybe it's just social media. Maybe it's Instagram. Maybe you're crushing Instagram. Maybe that's your medium of choice. Focus on your medium of choice. That's your number one focus from this point forward. You have the idea. You've niched it down. You know who your avatar is inside and out. Now it's time to double down on your medium of choice. Content creation. Now that you know your medium of choice, you actually have the medium that you're going to choose, you're going to focus on, whether that be podcasting, the vlog, whatever it might be. Now you create the content. This is a step-by-step process, guys. Some of you might be at this stage right now. Some of you might be the top. Some of you might be a little bit further. Believe me, go back and start at the top no matter where you are in this process because you are going to shore yourself up every single step of the way. And guess what? If you're not anywhere in this process now, awesome because this is going to take you through the exact process where you need to get content creation. You have to have a system on creating content. Time, bandwidth, it's limited. Understand the content that you're going to create. Understand the system that you're going to set up to make sure that you have a process where you're going to create that content on a consistent level. Now it's time to repurpose. You've created great content now because you know the content you're creating. You know the perfect person you're creating it for. Now it's time to repurpose that content. You've created a great piece of content. Why just have it on one medium? Put it other places. If you have a podcast, make sure you're making a YouTube clip of it. Make sure you're putting the best quote from that podcast on Instagram, linking to your podcast. Make sure you're uploading using a tool like repurpose.io that automatically uploads every one of my podcasts to my Facebook channel. Do I think that everybody is listening to my entire podcast when they're seeing it on Facebook? No, but it's there. It's reminding them as they go through there, as they're sipping their cup of coffee in the morning or tea and they're about to drive to work and they might say, oh yeah, as I drive to work, I'll listen to JLD's episode today. It was a quick little memory, a quick little reminder. So repurpose your content. If you've created a great piece of content, don't waste it. Spread it around. Now it's time to grow. Now your only focus in life, because you've got the system up to this point, is to grow your brand. Grow it. Use the Facebook ads. Find other podcasts to be on. Find other vlogs to be on. Uh, Do amazing things like guest posting. Use tools like Medium. Make sure that you're focusing on growth at this point. How do you turn the heat up, turn the audience level up, get those numbers up on what you're doing on your system that you have thus far? Audience engagement. We live in a world where scale, where leverage, it's amazing. It's exciting that we live in a world that we can scale. I I can't even tell you, I get 1.3 million listens per month of my podcast. That's phenomenal. Think 30 years ago, the, the biggest radio station in my state, you know, is getting a few thousand listens. I mean, it's just absolutely absurd in a good way, the scale and the leverage that we have. But then we forget something. 
Every one of us in the room, including myself, forgets something. You have to do things that don't scale. You can't be scared of having a one-on-one conversation. And I hear it all the time. But John, time is money, and I can't exchange one for one because blah, blah, blah. I hear it all, guys. And I say the same thing to myself, and I have to like snap myself out of it because it's easy to say those things because the one-on-one conversations, they are hard, and they are time-consuming, and they can be annoying to set up. But guys, that is where the gold, gold is. That's where the gold is, having those one-on-one conversations. When I first launched Entrepreneur on Fire, I didn't know where my listeners were coming from. I didn't know what they liked, what they didn't like. But so then when somebody tweeted me and said, hey, John, I love your podcast. I'm like, can we jump on a quick Skype call? I would get on a one-on-one Skype call and I would say, how'd you you hear about me? I learned incredibly valuable information about where people were hearing about my podcast. And then what did I do? I was able to pour some igniter fluid on what was actually working. And all these assumptions that I had about where people were going to find me, and after 10 conversations, nobody brought that up once. I'm like, wow, I'm wasting a lot of time and money and effort and things that aren't really having any results, so I can stop doing those things. Those conversations that are such time wasters can really save you a ton of time because you find out what's working, amplify, do those things. What's not working, forget about those things. Forget about Have the one-on-one conversations. You're going to be able to ask that individual, what is your struggle? What is your obstacle? What is your challenge right now in life? And then you just listen. And they tell you all of those things. They tell you what their problems are. They tell you what their challenges are. And then you, the person who created the content, who followed up with them, who got on a one-on-one conversation who's building up the know, like, and trust, you provide the solution. You provide the solution. Now, what I'm showing you right here, this is a funnel up. This is what people miss. People do a couple of those things. They skip around because they just want to get to the funnel down part. This is how you win. This is how you actually arm your gun with live ammo by doing this funnel up process first. This is things that I did, not even knowing really what I was doing and and making mistakes along the way that I had to figure out the hard way. But this is what I did to build a multi-million dollar a year business. I did this funnel up process that I've just now, over the past year, been able to really even define to myself that I'm now sharing with you. This is the goal. This is is what you guys need, the funnel up process. Because anybody can create a funnel down, which we're going to go through next. But this is the goal, guys. This is the solution for you. Now, I know we're running a tight schedule today. I have 40 minutes up here on stage. I thought I was going to have a little 40-minute countdown. But instead, I just have an hour and 33 minutes and 30 seconds. I don't know how much time that means I have left. So maybe if I get a little time cue, I'll know uh, to keep this on pace. But we have a lot to cover. And I know, unfortunately, not that much time. So I'm going to keep on going. This is the funnel down process, guys. The funnel down process. Now you have your funnel up. You are armed and ready to go. Now you just start that lead generation. You podcast, you blog, you vlog, you do the ads, you do whatever it is that you're doing that you decided that you were going to do to create that content. You start doing that lead generation. Boom. 
Now you have a call to action. And guess what? This call to action is actually the right call to action because you funneled up the right way. You know what the problems are of your avatar. You know what the solution is because you created it. So let's go back to that example with Sarah real quick. 43-year-old dentist looking for one more client uh, per week. Maybe I target female dentists in, in, in Soho on Facebook ads, and I have free PDF download, three ways that you can get one more client this month. Just a quick little teaser. Sarah says, that's what, what I need right there, obviously. I need one more client this month. I'm a female dentist. This is kind of weird that I'm seeing this, but no, it's not, because that's what Facebook has does. And she clicks on that, and it costs you like two bucks, and she goes to a landing page, and she enters her email address in, and what happens next? She gives you her email. She enters her email in for that PDF. And she gets that PDF delivered to her. That PDF that says, this is the three ways that you can get one more client this month. Just a little bit of a teaser, because now you've delivered that solution to her. And again, this is somebody that didn't know you 12 minutes ago, but she sees a Facebook ad. She says, I'm a dentist. I want more clients. Click on this. Now she's got a PDF in her hands. You've got her email address. She consumes that PDF, those three bullet points that you're sharing, again, it's nothing. It's a Word document that you've just put three really good, valuable pieces of information. And she's like, this is good stuff. This is really good stuff. Oh, I was looking at the wrong thing. 16 minutes is down there. Yes. Plenty of time left. Woo. <laughs> so the audience then consumes that content. That dentist, Sarah, says, wow, I really, this is valuable. This is valuable stuff. This is exactly what I need. And this is when you deliver your next call to action. On that same PDF, you've delivered three bullet points to her. And she's gotten them. She says, yes, I'm going to do those things. Maybe one, maybe two, maybe all three. And then your next call to action, it's pretty simple. You're going to say, hey, by the way, I do a live training once a month, twice a month, every single week. I mean, how successful do you want to be? I don't know. But you now are going to host a live training This is a mandatory part of your funnel, guys. Don't waste time, energy, and money creating a funnel if you're not willing to, at some stage in that funnel, actually do some form of live training. I have a phrase that I just want everybody to remember that has made me a multi-millionaire. Sales happen on live webinars. It's five words. Sales happen on live webinars. Not recorded webinars, not evergreen webinars, not a sales page. Like, sales happen, but just not to the level that it's going to happen on a live training. So I want to I go to bed at night and wake up and be richer. I mean, everybody does. But guys, we got to put in the work, especially at the beginning of this funnel. And this is where your work goes in with this live training. So get used to it. A lot of great tools out there. It's Facebook Live, there's Webinar Ninja, there's a lot of ways to easily do live training. Zoom.us is amazing as well. A lot of great ways you can easily, quickly, cheaply, effectively do live training. So now Sarah's like, well, I'm going to come to this live training. And she comes to the live training, and what happens? You deliver more value to her. You prove to her that you are the person that she needs to work with, that she needs to to buy from, et cetera. And then the most important thing about the training that most people forget is the live Q&A. You have to host that live Q&A at the end because Sarah, man, she's close. She likes you. You're delivering great value. 
she's interested in buying your $2,000 product or maybe hiring you for $10,000 a month. I don't know what it is that you're going to offer, Sarah. And she's interested, but maybe she has one little question, that little barrier that we all have as human beings, which, by the way, is why recorded webinars don't work, because everybody is just so like, was this made last year? Is this even relevant? Get on that live webinar. Have people shout out where they're coming from. So you can say, Sarah from Soho, she's a dentist. And she's like, oh, wow, this is live. This is real. I'm hearing from John right now. This is cool stuff. And then she asks a question. And that one barrier that she had, you've removed that one barrier. And then you make the offer. The offer is where you make the money. And guys, don't feel like you need to just tippy-toe around this. Get up there and make your offer loud and proud and strong because guess what? You are obligated to generate revenue as an entrepreneur. Guys, you can't keep giving your gifts. You can't keep continuing to add value to this world if you run out of money and got to go get some stupid corporate job. Like that's just not what the reality of this world is. So be loud, be proud. Make that offer that you know is going to be a premium, high-quality, value-add offer. Be proud of that. Make that offer. And the right number of people are going to convert. And guess what? It might not be for everybody right then, and that's okay. I've had people that have come back a year, two years, now even four years later and say, now is the time, John, for me to take you up on that offer that you made four years ago. I wasn't ready then, but I'm ready now. And you gave me so much value up to that point. There's nothing else. There's absolutely nothing else and nobody else that I want to take that next step with. Because you're planting those seeds by doing the funnel up and the funnel down. Now I want to take you through my fire funnel. I'm going to give you a specific example of one of my eight fully functioning funnels that I have right now. I did not have eight fully functioning funnels day one or year two or year four. Like I've built up over the last five plus years to the point where I do now have eight functioning funnels. And that's one reason why I have such a steady, diverse, and high revenue. But guys, start with one. I started with one. Start with one. And I'm going to show you one of my fire funnels in action. So Number one, the idea. The idea was Entrepreneur on Fire back in 2012. It was me listening to Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income and being like, oh my God, this is amazing. He has 31 episodes. Fast forward two days. I've listened to 31 episodes. When's the next one coming out? Oh, two weeks from now? Darn it. Where's that daily podcast? It doesn't exist. Why don't I create it? That was the idea. That was a problem I wanted to solve. 1,800 episodes later, 55 million listens later, I'm still solving that problem every single day. But what was my niche? What was that second part? It was the daily interviews. Nobody was doing a daily show interviewing successful entrepreneurs. Nobody was having a consistent format where when you pressed a button, play, you knew what you were going to get. I wasn't going to be ranting and raving about some weekend bender or what my cat was doing at the moment. I was going to jump into my guest's worst entrepreneurial moment, lesson learned, my guest's 
aha moment and the steps they took to turn that idea into success. You knew those 25 minutes were going to be valuable minutes. You were going to be learning great content from successful entrepreneurs. That was my niche. That's what made me different. My avatar, Jimmy. Now, I'm going to go through this quick. Got 10 minutes left. So Jimmy, he's a 37-year-old male. He has a wife and two kids, ages three and five. Jimmy drives by himself to work every single day. It's a 25-minute commute to work. Jimmy gets to his office. It's a cubicle. He sits down at a job he does not like for nine hours. Then he gets back into his car, drives home. It's a 35-minute commute home. He gets stuck in a little bit of traffic on the way home. Gets home, plays with his two kids, has dinner with his family, puts his kids to bed, hangs out with his wife for a little bit. Then he sits on the couch, and he has what I like to call a little Jimmy pity party. Because Jimmy's like, why do I spend 90% of my waking hours doing things that I don't enjoy doing? Commuting to work, blah. Sitting at a cubicle at a job I don't like, blah. Commuting home, evening traffic, blah. I only spend 10% of my waking hours doing what I love, Spending time with my kids, with my wife, with my family? What's, what's wrong with my life? Jimmy is my avatar, my friends. I could go on for him for another 20 minutes because I know every single part of Jimmy. I know every inside and outside part of who he is because he needs to be listening to entrepreneurs on fire every single morning when he drives to work. And you can hear my guests share their worst moments so Jimmy can say, oh, it's okay to fail as an entrepreneur? That's good to know. Oh, I can learn lessons from other people's failures. That's even better to know. And when he's driving home, you can hear my guests share their aha moment and how they turned their idea into success. You can be like, oh, that's how you have an idea. And then that's the steps you take to, wow, this maybe. That's Jimmy. Jimmy's my avatar. So when I, like every one of you, get to a fork in the road where I have to make a decision about my business. I'm not like Atlas putting the weight of the world on my shoulders saying, oh, what do I do, left or right, left, 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 right, I don't know. And I'm stressing and I'm the bottleneck. My friends, take the weight of the world off of your shoulders. You are not your avatar. As much as you want to believe you are, the minute you step into being an entrepreneur, a youpreneur, a small business owner, you're not your avatar. You're running your business. Your avatar will make the decisions. So now I just get to the fork in the road and I say, WWJD, what would Jimmy do? And I know Jimmy, so it's easy, left, right, left, left, right, and I'm off to the races and the bottleneck is gone and I make decisions fast and better yet, I make the right decisions because I know Jimmy and I know what he needs and I deliver to him through my business. My medium of choice, podcasting. I fell in love as a consumer with podcasts, so I produced a podcast. I knew that was the right move for me. What is your medium of choice? It can be anything. Then what about um, myself actually creating that content? When I did start, I, I did a lot of uh, things that were wrong, but a couple of things I did do right is I invested in myself. I came to conferences like this, got to meet Chris Ducker, Pat Flynn, other amazing entrepreneurs. I invested in a mentor, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man. I invested in Jamie Masters, the eventual millionaire. She was my direct one-on-one mentor. Both Cliff and Jamie said, John, daily podcast is a bad idea. You're not going to be able to find enough guests. You're going to get burned out. Your listeners are going to get burned out. And that's when I knew I had a great idea. (laughs) When I said, when the best people in the industry are telling me I can't do this and why I can't do this, and yet I 
know that I can figure out how to do this, I'm going to win at a high level. So when you hear that from people, get excited. Say, okay, I'm going to figure this out, and that's how I'm going to win on that next level. So I batched. I learned how to batch interviews. I said, you know what? I can't do one interview a day. That's impossible. That will be my entire day. But what if I do two in one day? And then a couple months later, it was, what if I do four twice a week? Well, wait, now what if I do eight once a week? Now I have the other six days to do other things. Wait, now I'm at, again, five years later, this was not overnight, uh, 15 interviews in one day, followed by 15 interviews the next day. So in two days a month, two days a month, I do a daily podcast that the best podcasters in the world told me I couldn't do in 30 days a month. I do it in two days a month because I learned the power of batching. And again, guys, real quick, it's like training for a marathon. I couldn't do that. I couldn't run 26.2 miles day one. I had to train up for that. I had to slowly build up so that I could effectively do 15 great interviews in one day. I had to get there, so it will take time. But understand, batching is critical. And again, you know, one of my people that I admire from afar, when I was getting into the podcasting world, Pat Flynn, who has since become a great friend of mine, you know, now he credits me for helping him have that idea for his daily show, Ask Pat. So it's cool to see that something that I've been able to produce has now helped somebody that I've admired for a while produce great content on a high quantity and quality level. Repurpose. Guys, I don't just launch my podcast and let it go. I repurpose it on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Figure out ways to do that. I gave you a quick tool earlier, repurpose.io. When I use that tool, it plugs right into my RSS feed on for my podcast and automatically populates in a beautiful, if you've been to my Facebook page ever, you'll see a beautiful image of my podcast with the, the amp lines going up and down. And people are like, oh, and it's automatic. So repurpose your content. If you create a great podcast, a great article, a great video, repurpose that content on other channels. Now it's time for growth. There's a lot of growth strategies. I can't get into all of them right now. But I want to talk about one. What was one of the greatest things about doing a daily podcast, interviewing the world's most successful entrepreneurs? Um, the fact that I was interviewing the world's most successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. What do successful entrepreneurs have in common? They have an audience. They have people that follow them. So every single day, my first email was to that guest whose interview went live. I said, Ducka, Pat, your interview just went live on Entrepreneur on Fire. You rocked the mic. I'd be honored if you would share your journey with your audience. Here's all the links to do so. One-click shares. Make it quick and simple for them. Now, guess what? I didn't just, like, ask them to do it, but I provided value, a one-click share, and I made the interview different. I had them share something they haven't shared before, their worst entrepreneurial moments that they wanted to share. So what is going to be the unique thing that you do that makes somebody want to share your content, that makes that person want to share? I get interviewed 25 times per month on other episodes. It's every month, 25 times, other shows. And when I get the same questions asked by every single person, and then they ask me to share the show, I'm like, I've, ser- I've, shared, I've answered these questions 100 times before. My audience knows all the answers to the questions. I can't keep sharing that. So come up with unique stuff, guys. Um, and then, of course, the engagement. I asked my audience, what are they struggling with? And they told me, shockingly, because I didn't think that this was going to be a, a problem, but I asked, John, I want to create my own podcast. I didn't know that my audience was going to want to create their own podcast, but they did. And so what did I do? I said, well, I'm going to create the solution for you. I'm going to create free 
freepodcastcourse.com. So if anybody wants to create their po- uh, launch a podcast, all you need to do is go to freepodcastcourse.com. And now I'm able to share that on my podcast and get people to that solution. So let's go through the funnel down portion of this now, going into Uber fire mode. So lead generation, entrepreneur on fire. That was my lead generation. That's my podcast. Call to action. In my intro and in my outro, if you listen to my show, you'll hear me. I rotate eight calls to action now. But when I only had one, I would say, hey, guys, a lot of people say they want to start their own podcast. Go to freepodcastcourse.com. You can do just that. It's free. 15 days. Go do it. It's fun. And then what do they do? They give me their email. They go to that page, freepodcastcourse.com. They enter their email address in. Then I deliver the course to them daily. 15 days, I deliver that course to them. Every single day, I'm delivering that to them, giving them free, valuable, consistent content. The no like, and trust is building, 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 building while I'm doing this. And then what does my audience do? Oh, they consume that content, and they like that content. And that no like, and trust is going up because they're consuming that content. And then I say, oh, by the way, guys, in every email, little PS, I host a free live webinar twice a month Click here to sign up for that free live webinar. And guess what I do? I then deliver that training, my podcast masterclass. I've delivered over 400 times live. Why? Sales happen on live webinars. That's where sales happen. So I deliver that training. And then what do I do? I get into the Q&A session. I learn so much about my audience during that Q&A session. I remove barriers of potential buyers so that they become buyers on that live webinar. I make the offer. Podcasters Paradise, which is the premium community for podcasting. Over 3,200 members have now joined. A majority of those during the live webinar, a vast majority of those during that live masterclass, and the conversion happens. And $4.5 million has come through that single funnel in the past four years. So I want to end by sharing this right here because I want to put in your minds you might be saying, but John, I, I, I don't know if I can create like a community like Podcasters Paradise with the Facebook groups and the 200 modules and the templates and this and the that. That's okay. You don't have to start with your product, with your service, with your community. You can, but you don't have to. Free webinar course. You go through that course. It's a three-day course. At the end, I say, hey, join us on a joint webinar I did with Amy Porterfield about how to create great webinars, at the end of that webinar that we, re- that we recorded together, there's a pitch for webinars that convert. That's Amy's course, but I'm a 50% affiliate, so I get a 50% commission every time a sale happens. She gets the customers, she gets the clients, I get the commission. Funnel on fire. I take people through a funnel course. It's like a seven-day funnel course on how to create funnels just like this. It's free. Funnel on fire. It's a free course. At the end, I say, hey, I create my funnels using click funnels. Highly recommend it. I love it. Go to eofire.com slash click if you want to get a 14-day free trial right now. Or click here if you want to see a, a webinar that I did with Russell Brunson, the founder of ClickFunnels, and you can learn more about the, about the products, about ClickFunnels. And today, we are generating our business, and we publish this every month on our monthly income reports, between 30 to $50,000 every month. This is recurring revenue just for being a ClickFunnels affiliate. So don't think that your funnel has to be your product or service to start. Don't think that every one of your funnels has to be your funnel. It can be a combination of both. So there's a lot of opportunities for you to get in this game right now and do it the right way. And guess what? It's probably better. 
if you make the first few mistakes on your funnels, promoting other people's products anyways, figure out what doesn't work, so then when you create yours for your awesome product or service or community, you knock it out of the park. So, I want to end with a quote. It's my favorite quote in the world. It changed everything for me. Again, I mentioned in my 20s and early 30s, I was struggling, struggling, couldn't find my, my way. I was chasing the wrong thing. I was law school. I was corporate finance. I was commercial real estate. I wasn't finding success because I was trying to chase success. And then I saw this quote by Albert Einstein, and it changed everything. The quote is, try not to become a person of success, but rather become a person of value. I heard that quote for the very first time when I was 32 years old, and I said, I've been doing it all wrong. I've been trying to chase success and respect and money and fame and fortune, and I've gotten nowhere. What if I just flip the script, like Albert says, kind of a smart dude, and what if I just deliver value? And that brought me to the idea of delivering a free, valuable, consistent podcast, seven days a week, entrepreneur on fire, and it changed everything. So to you, I share in my final remarks, try not to become a person of success, but become a youpreneur of value. Thank you. So I've got a quick question for you. What are you doing November 3rd through to the 5th later this year? Nothing? Good, because we'd love to host you at the annual Youpreneur Summit Conference taking place in London over that very weekend. You're going to get the chance to learn from the best expert speakers in the world, network with them up close, meet and get to know hundreds of other Youpreneurs, as well as devise a plan of attack to grow your business faster than ever before, all over the course of just one weekend. For more info and to secure your place, just visit youpreneursummit.com and tickets are limited. So don't hang around, do it today. That's youpreneursummit.com. I'll see you there.